0: Man, this is one of those days, I'm always thankful to have Zach Abraham with us, but perping uh, <laughs> for the show to try to make sense of uh, the, what I think are manufactured shortages and and a long coming collapse. I think it's it seems to be just absolutely all headed to one date, one moment in the future. I thought, well, we'll have Zach on Then I thought, I don't know, does Zach have three weeks to explain this? Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And times such as these, it appears to me that all these man-made or contrived controversies or shortages look like they're going to converge at a date certain in the future. Scary. Uh, Hey, I was telling you, American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net can get you locked into an interest rate for 120 days if you are, in fact, buying a house. And what happened with rates yesterday? Uh, 0.75 of a point interest rates. Uh, hear me now. If you do have to buy, you want to buy, get locked in four months, American financing at dot Zach Abraham joins us. Uh, uh, probably a quiet week for you, Zach. Not, not a lot of clients calling and asking questions, probably just sitting back by the pool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, you know, what's funny. Uh, uh, I, you know, I share the good news. So I'll, yeah, I share the bad news as well. We, yeah. we were, the fund that I run was up uh, 6% last week on the year. And as of today, we're down one and a half. We bled that much. And the, and the irony from it is it was our exposure to energy stocks and inflationary, <laughs> inflationary assets that got hit. And so clients were out, what, 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 what went wrong? What went wrong? And I said, guys, nothing, but this market is insane it's in free fall. Um, you know, it, it's, when you get into environments like this, we have a saying, Todd, that w- when you get into environments like this, correlations go to one, meaning unless the only way to manage the risk inside of a portfolio during times like this is to have, uh, uh, is to have hedges, shorts, you know, so where, where, where you keep the things you really believe in, but you bet against things on the other side of the portfolio to balance you out. And, um, You know, so we're bumping right around even Uh, today. We're approximately even, Um, but it's, it's, it's a storm. And you and I have been talking about it. It, This is, should not be surprising when you come in and you start raising rates into an over levered environment like this, there's going to be carnage.
0: Yeah. And there has to be and, and you know, we do on the show, I, when I'm doing my job the right way, we put the Lord at the center of this Philippians four verse six, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. And, and we'll go through some more um, words from the Bible about not being anxious about things like this, but man, it's hard. Uh, particularly when you watch a clown show, like the figurehead um, Zach, the figurehead is is he went to a union meeting AFL CIO. He screamed at them. I don't want to hear any more bad talk about uh, about uh, the uh, economy. We're we're we changing lives. I mean, he's. I didn't even get the audio this morning. I just I just listened to it. He screaming at people and thinking this will make it up. And then he's now he's now the drill baby drill mindset. You see that he is demanding to know why the oil companies aren't producing more and you have this spokeslier saying, "Oh, this is just profiteering and 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 they're just sh- shutting this all down." And I mean, there's an argument to be made, but it's because of ESG and BlackRock and we'll talk about that. But now the figureheads saying, "Produce more oil." Oh, and buy food. You know what he wants to do with food? He says, "Let's uh let's put some um, grain silos in the Ukraine." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Hey, look, I was having, uh, well, I've been having these discussions a lot lately and and I don't say this in an arrogant way at all. Okay. But, um, if you want to know how ridiculous Biden's comments are, if anything that he says is true regarding price gouging or taking advantage of the marketplace or whatever, how is it that guys like me were talking about this oil shortage and we're getting massively long oil stocks and energy stocks a year and a half ago? If he's right, and that's why we're here, why did we know that? Because it's nonsense. You haven't invested in energy for 12 and a half years. Then you turn and criminalize the people who you've handcuffed. It's insane. And, and uh, what's, what's amazing to me, Todd, is that I think, you know, I, I, I'm sure that there is an element to all of this that is planned like you talked about. I, I don't disagree with that. There's also just idiocy. I, 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 think that sometimes we, 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 we look at situations that don't make any sense that so, seem so clear to so many of us. And I think that what you've had and we, I mean, this is a, this is a big philosophical topic, but, but honestly, I think when we look back over the last, the, over the last 15 years in the future, I really think one of the biggest observations that that historians will have is that when you make money free, things float off of the uh, off of the surface. Reality ceases to exist and you believe ridiculous things Um, and you believe them culturally, you believe them politically, you believe them as far. I mean, think about how ridiculous the idea of being net neutral by 2030 is. The only way you'll be net neutral by 2030 is if we're in the middle of a depression, that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, if, and if you, and if you believe those things, you're just an idiot.
0: Okay. And I know that I, I don't want to just tread through water that we've tread through before again. And, and so let me respond in kind to you. I say the same thing about the COVID constantly. Um, for instance, there's now this sudden adult death syndrome, SADS. They gave it a cute name. And the the, the Mockingbird Media is starting to tiptoe out with, wow, um, adults in their 30s are dying from heart attacks and strokes. And doctors are baffled, baffled. And I'm saying, wow, they're baffled. How is it that a community college dropout rodeo clown former radio host, current podcaster, saw this coming um, at least, I mean, a, a year ago or more. How is that? How, how, how did I see this? How did other members of Team Reality see this? And now I look at the Pfizer docs that they wanted disappeared for 75 years. The FDA said, hey, why don't we disappear them for, for 95 years? What's in their docs? Oh, yeah, this might cause heart attacks in people. So, okay, and then I'm sorry, I lined that up to the World Economic Forum going, well, we need to uh, exterminate uh, 6 billion people, but slowly and equitably, uh, gently. And, and th- th- just too many things line up. So like with energy, um, we talked about this and now I'm seeing this repeated that, that BlackRock voted on these activist shareholders to the Exxon board. The moment they 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 voted those people on, three dissident activist directors. This is from uh, Vivek Ramsaway, and we talked about last week. This is also Reuters reports this. Reuters says in an exclusive, BlackRock takes uh, backs three dissidents to shake up Exxon board. When that happens, the company's business plan was to increase production by twenty five percent over five years. After the proxy battle, Exxon slashed production by twenty percent from prior forecasts. Oh, so what do we have? We've got ESG, we've got these people, and I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet BlackRock's going long in so-called renewable energies. Something tells me that they. I, I'm guessing you smirked. I think I figured it out. Like they, they, they're creating the societal change. Not, not with their money. No, not with their money. <laughs> oh, not with their money. Okay,
1: all right. Yeah. Well, and 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 this is my point. Like I, you know, everybody. The, I, I think that so many things that look so nefarious can be boiled down simply to greed. BlackRock knows this is nonsense. Why are they, why are they making the moves they are? Cause Hey, ESG, as far as investors go, and we've, we've discussed this before, but as far as like wall street is concerned, ESG is one of the most mouthwatering profiteering opportunities there is. When else can you charge excess fees and not be held responsible for performance? If it collapses by 60%, you can tell people, hey, but at least you can be proud you were fighting climate change. I mean, as far as businesses go, Todd, it's it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal business opportunity.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the fantasy of, of uh, dishonest business owners to be able to just lose money hand over fist, except for your fees, except for your rake. I mean, it's 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 truly obscene. And of course, the Bible warns about that as well. But uh, this this makes me, uh, you're really making me doubt myself because to me, I see way too much skullduggery. Let me give you another example. Uh, we're seeing these food shortages. And I've reached out to a bunch of farmers to say, we're now getting reports that 10,000 head of cattle died of extreme humidity. Yeah. In Kansas. And I'm I'm reading comment after comment from ranchers online saying, no, that doesn't happen. We actually know how to care for our cows. This is Kansas. It's not hell. Um, Something else is going on. I reached out to uh, my friend Jason, who is a leader in the farm community in Washington State ranch community. He's both a farmer and a rancher. And he looked at the video and said, this is not good. I'm going to look into it for you. And at the same time, what do we have? We've got the fake meats being shoved down our throat. We've got Bill Gates saying you need to be regulated into this. Um, they're using the same um, the same methodology to create these behavioral kill shoots around this meat. Then I read this morning this: there's a class action lawsuit that, and I know this is going to stun you, that the uh, protein that the people in the the Beyond Meat protein burger say that they're fake meat. Says so this is there? It's short by about 20%. And the quality of the protein is junk. And this is six yeah. independent lab tests. So, okay, stupidity. All right, all right. It's stupid to think you could do this. Okay, but it's brilliant to be positioning governments to say, ah, oh, man, we're just out of food and, and we've just destroyed one of the big uh, f- f- you know, uh, producers of fertilizer. Oh, and by the way, we're not, we're not allowing uh, railroads to ship fertilizer. And oh, by the way, we did destroy all that food during the COVID. And, and the fact checkers pretend that farmers are not paid to not grow food, which is absolutely false. They are paid to not grow food. So, Zach, are, are, are we saying that one half of their brain is smart? And the other half of their brain is is melted goo into idiocy.
1: No, what I'm saying is that is that um, I'm sort of I'm sort of a split mind on this, yeah. where half of my mind looks at the things that you're saying and connects those dots, and you know I look at the situation and I see the connections just like you do. Yeah. And then the other half of my brain looks at it and says, but at the same time, knowing the way that these people operate, knowing the way. That Wall Street operates. That um, that that I think that we could be here, and and I think that these things could be going on um, under a scenario of just idiocy and greed. Okay. And I think that they could be intentional. I, I, I'm not. I, I thought I'm not entirely sure which one it is. It's probably a combination of both. I, I'm not sure. All, all I know is that um, <laughs> is that th- these things the, the, you know, they're already trying to rewrite the history books. If you want to know, in my opinion, from a financial standpoint, right, not even looking at it politically, but from a financial standpoint, um, once again, you know, something that we've been talking about for 10 years, 12 years, is that when you go down the path that we went down coming out of the financial crisis, you will end in one of two places. You will end in either inflation, serious inflation, or you will end in a collapse. And it 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 really is that binary. And we've also said for a long time, probably about equally as long, is that the powers that be, specifically the Federal Reserve, is painting themselves into a corner because they are acting as if the minute the inflation shows up, they can withdraw they can withdraw liquidity and they can make it go back down. The problem is Is it sort of like a heroin addict when you're pumping that much free money? I mean, just think about this, Todd. If you have an economy that goes 15 years, having the cost of money being zero, okay? Will you ever be able to raise the cost of money without causing massive issues? No, because that becomes your baseline, right? And then that means just a simple increase in rates is gonna double and triple people's borrowing costs and the economy is gonna collapse. So in their effort to bolster economic strength, what they did is created a a system that was the most fragile in history. I mean, the idea, you're watching this happen and and I think that this is where we're at. Don't quote me, don't go out there and short the entire market on my behalf, but I think you're watching. I, I think we're in the first third, if not halfway through a collapse. And, the Fed funds rate has been raised to one and a half percent. One and a half percent. So I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying I don't agree that it's that it's a. I'm just saying either way, um, the, you know, this is where we are. This is where we were always going to end up. And um, you know, I I think a lot of it is intentional. I also think a lot of it is just the consequences of we all know this, right? You do, you do, you do ridiculous things and the bill will come due at some point when when you, if you step back and look at it fundamentally from an investment picture, if we make the cost of money zero for 15 years, are you surprised that people put money into stupid places and neglected smart, sound financial investments? Right? I mean, it's, it, it's like removing the rules from your household with your kids. We've yeah. said, you're right. They, Hey, we told them they can eat whatever they want, go to bed whenever they want. And by golly, they live on junk food. and They don't sleep. Shocker. Right. Right. I
0: mean, really strange. Yes. No. Well said. <laughs> um, I mentioned the food thing. I want to get this in here because um, I want to get it in immediately because this is what my farmer friend just emailed me. Uh, some things we do know. Cows cannot withstand heat. They cannot sweat like humans. All that heat gets trapped in the thick, leathery skin um they did not have the ability to shed heat like we do you could say this was the perfect storm in kansas temperature shot up to 110 degrees with no wind almost all the wind blows, all, um, almost all the time the wind blows in kansas for about 48 hours there's extreme temperatures with no wind trees don't grow in kansas The cows just run out in the open, losing cows to extreme temperatures, whether it's cold or hot does happen every year. But this recent loss was definitely extreme in the amount of animals. Was there another factor combined with the heat? Some people are asking those questions. But remember our national beef herds around 90 million animals. My gut tells me there's a combination of factors with heat being the main trigger, could have been given some bad feed and then stressed by heat as possible, as well as possible, all speculation at this point. Um, He's gonna look further into this. I just wanted to get that in there, Zach, because I actually do care about being accurate. Um, so let me ask you this in the array of things that have happened this week, we had the Bitcoin, a whole bunch of Bitcoins collapsed. Um, and we have the interest rates up 0. 0.75 point now up to a, a point and a half, um, to borrow money, a base interest rate. We had that. We have some stocks, the stock market nosedived we have inflation at the highest of 41 years ever, or 41 or 45 years. I know this is a little bit like asking you, what is your main concern, your boat being on fire or the sharks being in the water, but what is is the concern? What is the main concern for you uh, as a fund manager and what should be the main concern of our uh, mutual listeners?
1: Um, So the main concern for us, Um, is really, I mean, honestly, with the way that we're positioned and the way that we run money, the the main concern for us is societal issues. Um, We're, we're, we're boarded up pretty tight at this point. Like I said, our average client is, you know, I think, you know, either down one or up 1% on the year. We're just, we're, we're just, we're bunkered in there. Um, So I, I don't really have concerns as it relates to the performance of our portfolios. But what I do have, what I do have concerns about is I, you know, and this gets back to what we were just talking about. Um, I I think you can, you could chalk it up to idiocy, you could chalk it up to to conspiracy. Um, Perhaps it's a combination of both. The, The biggest concern that we have societally and in terms of financial markets is that if the fed continues to follow their models, And their models, they, they truly believe like children, it's, it's, it's really a a ridiculous academic approach that they take, which is, Oh, we have inflation. All we have to do is raise interest rates, not after 15 years of 0%, not after 15 years of free money. What, what, what it's this ridiculous, godlike omniscience that they think they have that they can just, you know, just pull in and pull out with no after effects. Um, I, the big, well, the other biggest concern I have with people out there, and I'm not saying this to get people to call us or whatever. I just mean, broadly speaking, there are a lot of people that I think are getting horrific advice. I sat there and read a, I sat there and read a, uh, an article written by a financial advisor today that was saying, look, the most important thing people can do is just stick with it. Remember during 2020, the market finished down. 26 or 30. The market was down 36% at one point, which is now this is his words, 36%, which is a violent, even historically, that's a violent crash. And by the end of the year, you were up 20. So just stick it out. Case okay, so I, I laughed out loud when I read that because I'm like, hey, pal, you're kind of leaving something out. It, it, and, and, and I'll give you a hint. It's six and a half trillion in size right? So like he's acting as if the market rebounded. What I am trying to tell people is, guys, there's going to be ebbs and wanes. Things are going to go up. Things are going to go down. You people must take evasive action. This is going to get ugly. And you're not even back in markets, Todd. We're not even back to where we were yet in January 1st of 2020. Okay. So if you think it's bad so far, the party hasn't even started yet. This is a mild pullback, okay? And people are going to get absolutely obliterated. And this is where, and it it scares me, Todd, because people are anesthetized by what happened in 2020. They're they're emboldened by it. Oh yeah, just buy the dip, it'll bounce back. No, not in this environment with central banks rapidly removing liquidity from the system. And I'm not saying that this is happening. But if you want to know the anatomy of how an economic collapse happens, this is how it starts. Right. This is how it starts.
0: Yeah. And, and that's you know, the, 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 the secular world. will look at it this way. But I want to remind everybody there is no secular world. God created all things, right. heaven and earth. You know, when he hears the word secular world, he's like, what's that? Secular. No, you can pretend that, but that's all mine. Um, Deuteronomy 31, eight: the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And I can read the words. I can feel the faith in the Lord. And then I wake up at 2.30 in the morning and I am, I'm worried about uh, retirement. And I'm glad I have Zach. And I'm worried about the societal stuff, Zach, because... You guys are watching the societal stuff. So am I. And that's where the the central bankers and uh, the powerful, they have a tendency to panic. And I want to talk about that. There's a great article called The Panic of the Elites that is worth rereading from time to time. All right. So with this news and what we're talking about, there are some things you can control. And I beg you to do this now before the Fed just absolutely, um, you know, clears the field, okay? And that is to get in touch with American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net. Talk to them. Um, just do this. As a matter of fact, let me, let me make this super, super easy. Take them up on their free mortgage review offer. There is no greater, no brainer in, in, in the world than calling American Financing or going to AmericanFinancing.net and taking them up on this because it's free, because they don't have any commissioned salespeople. And what that means for you is there's no reason that anyone there would ever have any reason to ever push you into a refinance you don't need. They're a 20-year company with A plus at the Better Business Bureau. They were with Rush Limbaugh for a multiple decades. God rest Rush. 6,700, um, nearly five-star Google reviews. Family-owned national mortgage bank. They're saving people up to a thousand bucks a month on their mortgages, and it starts with a free mortgage review. No commitment. No upfront fees. Zero. You call them, they do the work. They'll tell you if they can save you money. By the way, if they can save you money, guys, they can close these deals in as little as 10 days. How do they do that? They're a family-owned national mortgage bank. When times are are like this, they work extra hours. They always work nights and weekends because you do. No-brainer. Take control where you can if you can save a 1000 bucks a month. On your mortgage, it would be, it's truly it would be financial negligence to not get in touch with American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. I mean, honestly, why wait for the website? Just call them, 866-887-2275. That's 866-887-2275 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. Animalist, 1-82334, AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. So the societal stuff, Zach. There's a great article called "The Panic of the Elites," and it goes through the series of times where the so-called elites have panicked um, because they believe that us, us bumpkins, us bitter clingers, us, um, us silly rubes that when we read about what's what's happening uh, in, in our society, that we're going to start burning things down and lynching um, leaders and, and uh, going to the old fashioned way of, of tar and feathers. And maybe one day, God forbid it'll get there um, or that we're going to go commit mass suicide, that we're all just going to get together and go run off a cliff lemming-like. So they get into this panic where the rest of the populace, maybe because we're bolstered by faith in the Lord, Maybe because, yeah, maybe because of that. Maybe because we have the Holy Spirit. Maybe other people have, have trust in other things. They don't know what that would be. But that's where they begin to panic. So, my concern is when the food shelves are further empty, because I think they're going to be, when gas in separate countries like California reach 10 bucks and people have to decide do I drive to work or do I eat? Then, we're going to see this powder keg that the party has built up over a decade. And this to me is inarguably on purpose, getting people to a point of absolute near rage, which is hard to sustain, it's gonna blow up. That's where I get deeply concerned about the Fed coming out and trying to do something even more dramatic um, because they need to calm the masses because while the masses are beginning to gather around their gates, I mean, we can't have these people here uh, they can burn down Portland and Seattle, or go go try to kill Brett Kavanaugh, but don't don't bring them by the Fed. Um, yeah. d- does that concern you? Oh yeah, and
1: and like that's I, I think that's like, I mean think about think about the fragile nature of. I mean, I hate to sound too academic, but think about the fragile nature of our social contract at present, right? The 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 the, the shared um values and 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 ideas and philosophies that align any culture, right? They've never been more afraid. So if you if you look at a scenario like um you know to 1929 and guys I'm I'm using examples here. I'm not saying that we're entering a depression. I, I think it's entirely possible um but I'm not even saying it's an odds-on favorite here so don't don't read me the wrong way but the 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 thing that I think is the most scary is that you if if you had if you had a 1929 style or event or or at this point really honestly even an 0809 style event do you think the most radical thing we'd see at this point would be an occupy wall street i think it would be cities burning right just that that's how that's how frayed and 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 tenuous the situation is and one of the things that i think you can bet on is even crazier fed activity and that's one of the reasons that really the only long exposure we currently have in our portfolios is to, is, is to energy. And, and the reason why is because I, I think that what you will see is you will see the Fed and the federal government step in and try to, try to pump even more money to middle class, to the quote unquote, the people that are being hurt by this the most, which is only going to do what? It, it it you know, I think then you've got to set up for the worst combination of things where you have an economy that is getting shredded with rising and persistent inflation, right? A stagflationary environment. And and because they're not it it's been it's too politically expedient and it's become too easy to just print money. I mean it's just printed money, right? You just push a button. Right. And they and I think you're gonna see them try crazy stuff. Um, I think you're going to hear them do things in the name of quote unquote, social justice. Um, and you know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, this, this is a storm and it shocks me to listen to so many people out there in the industry or in the media talking about this in calm, soothing tones, thinking that there's something good right around the corner. There just is. And if you think things. Went crazy in the last couple years. Um, way do you get a load of this, right? Because when you're dealing with real economic and I, the word collapse is probably too hyperbolic, but when you're dealing with what we're looking at, I mean, go back and read what Jamie Dimon said. And I, and I'm not saying that he is a guy that I, that I would trust, he's a thug, but, but he, 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 what's that? He's a thug, yeah, but, but he is he is more of a sober thinker with his feet on the ground. I mean, he is a, he is a smooth operator. Um, if you listen to the words that he said about the recession and and, and what he thinks is on the way, I couldn't agree with him more. I mean, I I mean, he, he is a thug. It's kind of like when I talk about Soros, you know, um, would I want to have dinner with the guy? No, I think he's a deplorable human being at the same time, the man knows how to operate in financial markets. And I think, yeah. And I think diamond is, is along those lines um, or, or and I'm not saying he's the same as Soros. I'm saying that I kind of view him as the same way where you may not like him, but you better respect, you know, his ability to, to, to assess the chessboard if you will. Um, but yeah, you, 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 you look at, look at his assessment, look what he said. And listeners can go pull it up. I think he's spot on. And what did he it, say? I mean, look, what they say, things are going to go really bad. Yeah. Yeah, he just said that, that 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 you're looking at, if if central banks continue on this path, that you're looking at, what did he call it, a tsunami or something like that, a tsunami of a recession, just a whopper. And um, well, I mean, look what, if, if you want to prelude into it, um, guys, if you ever thought that you'd never live to see the day where the real estate market stalled as quick and as suddenly as it did in 2006, 2007, it just happened. Okay. This thing just got put at a standstill in about three months. Okay. That should be a leading indicator that will happen around the economy with what is currently taking place, right? It, it's starting there in real estate and that's going to be what that's going to be. If they continue on this pace, that's what's going to happen. Now I don't think they're going to continue on this pace because I think that the way central banks look at the world and their models are incredibly flawed and incredibly wrong. And I think they're going to have a panic moment within the next six to eight months where they reverse it and they're going to be throwing money around again. Like it's, you know, like it's 1999 because they, they there's no other out. I mean, if they continue on this path to try to quote unquote, bring inflation under control, they're going to collapse the whole bloody thing.
0: They have set themselves. You said painted themselves in the corner. One of my favorite phrases is a Gordian knot, right? Love that. You yep. loosen yep. one side, the other side Titans. Alexander
1: the Great, right? Right?
0: Right? The, the big Gordian knot. No, and I think that's. A, I think that's a perfect way
1: to put it. And if you sit back and look at it through spiritual eyes, yeah. You know, one of the things I love is that um, you know pull. I think that there is incredible wisdom in, 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 you know, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. I also think that every money manager in the world should, should read them on a regular basis because it is all vanity and vexation. If you think you can cheat, if you think you found a way to easy riches, if you think you found a way to usurp discipline and usurp wisdom, buckle up pal because the bill will come due. And it ain't going to be pretty when it does.
0: Yeah, I I was playing uh, this week. I sometimes shows take over, take them over, uh, take over themselves. I did a show this week about the silent genocide because Zach, this, the SADS, this sudden adult death syndrome, the fact that the media is now being forced to disclose this and still hasn't mentioned all cause mortality being up in the United States of America, all cause mortality uh, with millennials is up 220%. 220%, Two hundred and twenty percent. I mean that—that's that's, that's genocidal level death. And I was—I played again that clip from Klaus Schwab's good, you know, really close advisor, who says, "We may be—we may be the last generation of Homo sapiens because we're going to do real intelligent design, not from some weird fake elf in the sky, but from IBM and the cloud and the, the Bill Gates code." And he says this as I've told you before, standing in front of a depiction of the Lord Jesus on the cross with the with the crown of thorns. And I, I said, and I do believe this, I, I I don't know that this is a godly thought, but I have this desire to be there on judgment day and ask the Lord, Hey, can I be there when that guy comes before you? Because I want to watch the Lord say, All right, so you're gonna you decided you're gonna design human beings. Um I want you to try that without fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, by the way, how right. about, how about if you do it without math? Cause, cause I create yeah. the mathematical rules. Oh, and Hey, what don't you do it without air? In fact, let me have you try that now and and, and see how that yeah. feels that, that, that arrogance, Zach, they don't, they, they don't make anything. They rearrange molecules. That's right. And, and you, the, you know what? the code they write, dude, you're using the rules God created and you call it yours. What? <laughs> right. I a the, the, I was reading,
1: I, 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 and I've read it before, but I stumbled across the story of the tower of Babel the other day mm-hmm. while doing my daily reading. And I kind of sat back in my chair and looked at it and went, holy smokes, <laughs> right? In, in, insert the internet yeah. as the tower of Babel, Yeah. right? And, and look at what is happening. You could graft the current situation right over the top of that. And the fit isn't close; it's almost identical, right? And one of the things that made me chuckle—not not like evilly, right? This this is no—I I don't think anybody out there is happy about what is currently going on. So not not laughing and making jest of it, but sitting back and laughing at the the arrogance of man, right? We can control that. This 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 time will be different. We know what we're doing. Um, it's the the parallels are shocking. And I don't think it's, I mean, even at the, even at the point where, right, where one of the, you know, you could make an argument that if you're looking at in a biblical stamp from a biblical standpoint, that the tower of Babel was sort of one of the, uh, maybe the earliest Genesis of um, almost what seems like eternal conflict in the middle East, right? Because it's the fracturing of the cultures yeah. and you have that happening right now in an economic sense right? Look, you think about the manufacturing that's being repatriated from, um, from uh, China. An energy shortage and a food shortage is the perfect fertilizer for further fracturing because what happens? Politicians who are popularly elected have to turn their back on their international partners and to stay in power, they have to truly act on the best interests or needs of their constituents. And so you have this fracturing of this globalization, this one win, all win, I mean, except working people, right. For the elites, one win, all win globalization structure where we can continue to take advantage of strong economies, but yet rob those economies of labor and wage increases by exporting uh, manufacturing to other, right. That's breaking down. And, and you're having this fracturing. It, it's, I, it really, anyway, it's remarkable to sit back and look at the similarities between this and, and and the current situation and what's happening, and and relay it to the Tower of Babel. It it it, it, it I just it struck me the other day. I just kind of sat back in my chair
0: and rubbed my temples and went, "Wow." wow. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. And um, I'll share with you something a, a friend of mine shared with me about pentecost and uh the tower of babel and as we continue to have zach make sense of the financial stuff for us i do have a question from a listener about times such as these uh financially we'll talk further with zach abraham about this uh hey listen please take control of your health i know this sounds really strange in comparison to don't worry but the lord gives us bodies that we can understand and He gives us bodies that sometimes frustrate us, but he also believes it doesn't believe uh, he states that the body is the temple in taking care of your health. Like it could seem antithetical. You're asking me to consider spending money to take care of my health right now. Yeah, I am. Uh, I just chatted with my wife about soda weight loss. She lost uh, three pounds of unwanted fat this week. Um, She'll be on uh, in the second hour because we're having this ongoing debate about is don't fear the reaper a ballad. And I've got some great notes from people uh, saying like uh, the, the um, wordsmith cowboy says, no, it's not because it, it's too fast and has cowbell and everyone knows it needs more cowbell. So she's gonna be on, she she just did her way in and she came out smiling. And why would I bring up her smile and money and all that at once? Because there is another future. And that other future is you don't drop this unwanted fat. Okay, so there's, so there's two possible futures. You partner with Soda Weight Loss, you drop this unwanted fat, you rid your body of it, you spend some money to do that, and you are very likely to avoid things like diabetes, like back problems, um, even lung disease, and in, in, in all sorts of diseases that come with this, vascular uh, problems and, and metabolic derangement that leads to a whole host of issues, including um, neurological issues. Okay, you, you, you take care of it now, or you kick it down the road further, so, we're having married couples do this together, right? We are, as married couples, like we are to provide for each other emotional and, and, and intimate needs. I don't mean to be blunt, but that's easier when you like the way you look. So, sodawaitloss.com um, are healthcare providers. It's a, not a judgment zone. Um, it, it is, in fact, they get very excited when people drop unwanted fat. It stands for state of the art and they are, they will tell you how much unwanted fat they predict you will lose per week, which equates to cost. And that's so very, very important. It's sodaweightloss.com, sodaweightloss.com. Chatting with Zach Abraham. And I do have a, a couple of actual listener questions for you specifically because of times like this, Zach. Um, my friends shared with me an article that explains the, or a, a meme really that explains the tower of Babel being reversed during the moment of Pentecost because God said, Oh, you're going to use the common language I gave you to build the tower to think you can reach me. You're going to use your brains to come on up to heaven. Okay. All right. Enough of this. Let me change some languages here. Now build your tower. And hey, hey,
1: nobody, nobody, nobody acting like that or thinking like that today, right?
0: Oh, no, no, absolutely not. No, certainly not the world economic forum or people like that or the, or the central banksters No. So then at Pentecost, God says, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm going to reverse the Tower of Babel for a little while. Hey, Peter, I know you're, uh, uh, largely in, um, you've been an itinerant fisherman, not itinerant. I mean, he had a job, but you're just a fisherman. Hey, how about if you can speak seven languages? Is that cool? Or how about if people hear you through the seven languages and, uh, and uh, you know, the other apostles, hey, you know what, John, I think you should be able to speak Chinese right? or be heard in Chinese. Uh, and 3,000 people on that day got baptized right in front of the authorities who just thought they killed Jesus for good. I always love, I, I, I like the idea of the Romans watching this going, uh, okay, I think there's a problem because all these people are getting baptized in this dude's name and they just watched us kill him. We may have an issue, right? Um, so I think that the Lord is also in waiting for those of us who are gonna trust him. There's gonna be a moment of glory, I think, where the Lord comes in and says, okay, again, you trusted me. Again, I'm gonna deliver some help to you. Whereas the mighty man, I, I think they've got a, a very bit, bitter dessert coming. This is a question from Aura Zach. Um, Zach, I am almost three years to my retirement date and I am terrified, uh, by what I'm seeing in the financial markets. Uh, I'm not a rich woman. I've got about $750,000 set aside and I own my house outright. My house right now is worth about $900,000. Um, I'm a single person. Uh, my kids are self-sustaining. Um, I am terrified. Can you provide me any reason to not be terrified? Love that you come on Todd's show and that you put God at the center. Sorry, I missed you in Bothell. Tried to to see you, didn't see you.
1: Yeah. um, I I think that A, you're right to be terrified. And again, guys, I don't mean this in a self-serving way um, at all, but what I would honestly suggest is, if you're not going to call us or somebody like us that has a track record of, of really managing risk and, and has a, has a very rigorous program designed to preserve capital in crazy times. Um, I, I think it's completely acceptable, especially if you're that close to retirement, just sell everything off and sit in cash for a while, um, and see how things go. And, and listen, I know that people are like, well, you can't sell guys, just please take it from me. Um, and do not be suckered in by market rallies. Okay. Once you're retiring, we, we get baked into this, this, we get baked into this concept of you can't get out of the market. You can't get out of the market when you're accumulating funds going into retirement. You're 45. That is true. Okay. Once you're in retirement, that is absolute nonsense. It's reckless and it has ruined people even in the last 20 years. Okay. And, and it will continue to ruin people. And remember, that a lot of the, the advice that you're getting, the people that are giving you that advice, by and large, they're good people, but they're people that have been taught and schooled by the big banks that they work for. And those banks do not want you in cash because when you're in cash, they're not collecting fees. Okay. So there's a giant conflict of interest. The other thing that you can do, and we've spoken about, uh, reverse mortgages, um, on our show before, if you hear that word and recoil, please educate yourself because these federally backed reverse mortgages, you guys, they're handouts. They are handouts. They're federally backed. And we use them as a way to ensure equity in people's homes. Because once you take a reverse mortgage, you don't just get that money. That money basically sits in an escrow account. So it's like having a backup. Okay. It's tax-free backup money. If you don't ever tap into it, When you go to sell your house, it's just like a home equity line. It just vanishes. It goes away. You don't owe anything, right? If you don't tap it, but it's sitting there as a tax free reserve for you as backup in crazy times. And you know that we came across it because we were sitting there wrestling with the problem of, we have a lot of clients that have a substantial amount of equity in their homes, right? A lot of capital in their homes. How do we protect that from crazy times? And we came across uh, uh, the federally insured reverse mortgages, And it was kind of one of those aha moments where you went, okay, this isn't perfect, but it's pretty dang good. And it's, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty clever way to actually ensure the equity in your home. So to answer the listener
0: again, I, I, my advice would be look into reverse mortgages if you're old enough. Did she say her age perhaps? No, but near retirement three years from.
1: Okay. So it's, you got to be 62 years old to look into a reverse mortgage um, obviously we can, you know, we can help you and inform you, but, but like I said, I'm not trying to push it business to us, but my, my, my answer would be either call somebody like us. Okay. And the other thing, guys are like, well, I can't access the money in my 401k. If you're over 59 and a half, you can't yeah. 99% of 401ks will allow you to move money outside without disrupting your, 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 invest. investment You can still contribute to your 401k but you can move the assets outside after 59 and a half. So my advice to, to that lady would be great question. You should be afraid. Now is not the time to worry about the growth of your assets. Now is the time to worry about the preservation of your assets. So either call somebody like us or just move to cash and wait for the storm to pass. You're too close to, you're too close to be exposed to this type of risk.
0: Uh, great, great answer. Um, and this is from Brian. Uh, Could you ask? Hi, Todd. Love your show. Thanks for putting God at the center. When you talk to Zach on the podcast next, would you please transfer this question to him? Um, Zach, I'm 28 years old. I ignored everything you said about um, Bitcoins. I put nearly everything I had into them. Um, Now this crash came and I'm sitting here looking at pennies on the dollar. I feel I feel ruined financially. I know I'm only I'm a young guy, but um, can you possibly help me (laughs)
1: Yeah. And I, and I, and and when I just chuckled there, I, I, I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to throw water on you and I'm not, I'm not joking. You know, I, I understand how, how people get sucked into that. First and foremost, what I'd like to say to him, don't be too hard on yourself. Okay. In the asset management business, we have a term, which is the price to pay. The price to play this game is getting blown up at least once. Okay. And that will teach, and I know it doesn't feel good right now, but you're 28, you've learned an incredibly valuable lesson. And the biggest piece of advice I'd have for you is don't do it again. Right. (laughs) Learn your lesson, pay that price. Right. All right. Because, because when you sit back, like happened, like, and, and I dealt with it in the last two years, thank God we've got a bunch of great clients that trusted us and stuck with us. But when everybody was out there speculating in this nonsense, I just kind of remember, remember, remember in Braveheart where he's sitting there saying, hold, hold, right. That's what we were telling our clients, hold, it's about ready to pass. Um, and what, what I would, what I would tell you is, you know, there's, I I, I wouldn't try to do not put good money after bad, learn the lesson and ignore the nonsense, no matter the lure of easy the, the the siren song of easy riches you're not the first person to fall for it and um what i would say is where you're investing now do the opposite look at natural resources look at boring things look at things that people have to have uh fertilizer food crops energy things like that and also don't go really heavy into it risk management you know i can't tell you how many times over the last two years i've heard people say you know zach Your returns are pretty good, and we've had really good returns actually. But uh, they're like, you know, I'm looking to, I'm more look thirty to forty percent of your returns. That's what I'm after. And you just go, okay, Okay. I know how this story ends. I can tell you how this is going to end, but I know you're not going to listen until you feel the until you feel the heat. So just learn your lesson, man, and 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 feel feel don't feel like an idiot because, like I said, my analyst my analyst who's a really sharp guy he and I were talking about this just last week. Uh, What really got him good, what really got him to the point he is now where he works for us. He's got, I mean, he's, he's, he's become quite a, quite an analyst and and quite a mind. What got him to this was he was running a fund with friends and family's money and he took a 96% loss, right? And that made him, first of all, he, he took the step, which is one of the reasons I hired him because he's this kind of guy, he worked for three years and paid every dime back to family and friends. Awesome. And, but, but during those three years, it prompted him to really study, to really understand his craft. So I know it stings, but use this as motivation and, 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 uh, and wisdom to, to ignore the shills. Ignore the people out there that are telling you they've got the secret to all this. There is no secret. It's discipline, it's time and it's work. And um, just use it to inspire you to become a better investor and a better thinker.
0: Yeah. And I would just add, because I'm not qualified to speak at Zach's level about finance. I would just add this, Brian, um, that you steward the things that God gives you. So please remember that's God's money. And also Zach, remember that the Lord Jesus grew up a carpenter's son. Um, and that the Lord Jesus, you know, valued work. We know that because um, the way He valued people, and we know that the Lord has, because of our sin problem, we're destined to toil. And prior to that, we got to hang out in the garden and and pick fruit and 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 have anything but beyond meat, because you know Bill Gates hadn't birthed himself from from whole scratch yet and invented himself and built himself quite yet. So we toil. And because of our sin problem, we're meant to toil. But there's also great honor in this and that the Lord Jesus spoke a lot about money, man. He, He did. And he spoke a lot about stewarding money. And he also talked about wise stewardship. So and if you look at the people that were the apostles, so many of them worked. So please just remember that, that we're meant to do that. And then on a, on an artistic front, somehow it always comes back to either Glengarry Glenn, Ross or wall street if, if we're going to do, I love that moment in wall street where uh, Charlie Sheen takes his dad, Martin Sheen, the, the union guy, the honest guy, he's like, not, not a, um, a creepy corrupt union thug. He's an honest guy likes to protect his men. He's worked his whole life building airplanes and they go in and they see Gordon Gecko and Gordon does the song and dance on the, you know, whatever, sixty first floor of his his uh, huge condo overlooking Central Park, and they get into the elevator together. And Charlie Sheen says to his dad because Charlie's been taken in by Gordon Gecko, Dad, what do you think? See what I'm saying? And and Martin Sheen laughs. laughs. What do I think? What do I think? I think he's talking about easy money. I think he's talking about a shortcut champ. Like I've always told you, there's no, you can't cheat your way. He's going to, he's going to make my, he's going to protect my, he's going to break my company up. He's going to see my men fired. He's going to sell us for dimes on the dollar. Guys like this, they don't see human beings, son. And, and Charlie Sheen is furious because he sat with the devil and the devil's told him beautiful lies. Right, and now we have um, not necessarily devils, but we have we have small G man gods and woman gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. can you imagine the glory that would happen if the people at the central banks actually came to the Lord Jesus? Like, could you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they would do with themselves. If they came to the Lord Jesus and looked around, I, I don't know what they would do with themselves. What would be the speech the next day if they actually started to serve and not be served? What does Jamie diamond say?
1: I, <laughs> man. I mean, you talk about that's a. You know, what's funny. I I'm actually going to have to think about that for a while because those two things could not be more diametrically <laughs> opposed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the, yeah, it's, it's, like, and I've learned this lesson too. Um, I, I, I had an advantage growing up in a brokerage firm. My, my, we joke around about it, but my mom literally has pictures of me, uh, like in a little plate, one of those little stand up play pins, like in a brokerage firm. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 grew up around it. So I was able to, I was able to learn a lot of this through the pain of other people. Um, but what you have to realize, we got to steal ourselves. And I think it, 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 Hey, this applies as much to spiritual life as it does money, which is, you got to You got to We got to be gentle as doves and wise as serpents. Yep. There is no easy way to make money. It, easy riches are quickly lost. Right? And, and that will never not be the case. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, a lesson for everybody. If you hear somebody tell you that there is one investment or one asset, that is the one thing you should put your money into, just on that alone, run the other direction because they are by definition a charlatan, okay? And I don't think this guy is a bad guy, but I'll include him in this list of people, a guy like Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What did he do? He basically just switched from being all real estate prior to the real estate collapse to being all cryptocurrency and Bitcoin prior to the Bitcoin collapse, right? Be careful who you are listening to there is no one solution. And if you think there is, you may be right for a while, but you will be wrong eventually. And just, you know, educate yourself. The other thing I wanted to tell people, Todd, just so people can have an understanding really of what's going on if you want to really get a, get your hands around in simplistic terms of what's taken place in markets and, and in, in the stock market over the last two years, think of stocks and assets like buckets okay, especially ones that aren't real good companies that are actually producing something or you know, that that can't really make a profit or whatever. But think of them like buckets. When you have 0% interest rates and the Fed printing six and a half trillion dollars to use a parlance of our time, they're making it rain, okay? And those buckets are gonna collect water, okay? It's liquidity, that's why we refer to capital as liquidity. The exact inverse of that is raising interest rates and stopping quantitative easing. So those buckets will get drained. That is what is happening right now. It really is that simple, and that's why we were screaming from the rooftops last year going, get out of technology stocks, get into energy stocks, and it was really that simple. I I mean, there was deeper research on the energy side of it, but like I've said before, if you're somebody at home managing your own money, there's more to it than this, but here's here's a pretty good primer when the Fed is cutting interest rates, get into stocks. When the Fed is hiking interest rates, get out. It, it, it really has become that binary.
0: This is a great way to say it. And, and I'll say it in a more simple sense as we wrap this up with Zach Abraham. It's knowyourriskradio.com, by the way, Zach's website, Bulwer Capital Management. Um, and if I give your phone number, then I have to read the disclaimer. So I'm not going to give your phone number. Um, but, <laughs> um, I was just thinking of the great John Mellencamp song. Uh, minutes to memories. And it's a oh, man, it reminded me of my grandpa because my grandpa sat with me in his front room and I had stars in my eyes. see. I was going to be a football player, NFL football player. That didn't work because it was too small, too slow, not strong enough. Other than that, I was perfect. And, um, and, I, I, I had a similar experience <laughs> <laughs> that it was going to be a rock star and songwriter. Um, and eventually, you know, made some money in tech for sure. Um, And and I'm deeply thankful for that experience and and some other things. But my grandpa sat me down, he said, and this was in 1983, he said, Toto, my neighbor John's son earns $15 an hour cutting meat at Rosars. And the intent of that was for me to go, grandpa, you're right. I'm going to go cut meat at Rosars if, if they'll have me. And there was such wisdom in that. And I think of the John Mellencamp song, Minutes to Memories. If you haven't heard it, please listen to it. And um, the, the character in this story is Mellencamp as a young man on a bus and riding next to a young man. And he says, the old man had a vision, but it was hard for me to follow. I do things my way and I pay a high price. But as I look back on the old man and the bus ride, now that I'm older, I can see he was right. This world offers riches and riches will grow wings. I don't take stock in uncertain things. And one of the things that is Amen. so certain is the Lord God. There is no shortage. There is abundance. And Amen. that the Lord never great thing about Jesus of, of many great things. He is the Lord of the universe. What I love about his miracles was he never conjured a thing. When that was, they needed wine for the wedding. He said, bring me water when they needed a, to feed the 5,000. He said, give me a couple loaves of bread and some fish. What do you have? And then he multiplied it because he said, you've been given it all, but with faith.
1: That I thought, I hadn't thought about that, man. The, the only time that things were conjured, he rejected them. Yeah. Right. Satan in the, in the desert, tempting him with food and and riches and and conjured things. He rejected them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord Jesus, uh, I think he was teaching us, okay here's the water i'm going to pray to my father in heaven and it will become wine because i have absolute faith folks let's 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 have faith that the lord is with us always is with us he is our refuge um he's the ultimate physician not just for our bodies uh for our souls the great consolation prize greatest consolation prize in the world is saving america Uh, The first place consolation prize is saving the souls of our friends, family, and everyone else we meet. Zach Abraham, always a pleasure. Always fun to have you on. We'll talk with you next week and uh, go with God's good grace, my brother. Hey, you too, man. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. This is the Todd Herman show. Please uh, go be well, be strong, be kind. And yeah, let's together, all of us, let's pray for each other right now. um, That the Holy spirit would give us confidence and peace that surpasses all understanding.